I mean, as I said, it's our Easter service today and we are finishing off our, our series called Journey to the Cross where we've been looking at uh, various ways that we can overcome fears that come upon us. And we've been using the journey that Jesus took towards the cross and his interaction with various people along the way to, to explore that theme. And today, as we're here retelling and recounting the story of Easter, where we've had Good Friday and Jesus' crucifixion. We are here today on Easter morning and the resurrection and the joy that is because of that. Yet as we recount our Easter story and we continue on exploring our theme of overcoming fear, I especially want to focus on our topic for today, which is overcoming our fear when life is beyond our experience. See, we are creatures of habit. Even if you love new experiences, and I'm a person that loves new experiences, I love to do new things, I love to explore new stuff, but guess what? Even when you're doing the new stuff, there's a level of fear that's associated with stepping out and doing something new. But some people are even more habitual and want to do things in routine and time. And tell you what, once you've got a habit that you've been doing for years and years, stepping out and doing something new is a big thing. It is a real challenge and a change and a new experience. See, we love love life when it's predictable. We love life when our plans that we have in place for ourselves are fulfilled but we need to realise that we cannot avoid the unexpected. We cannot avoid uncertainty. We cannot avoid the times when we will have experiences that happen that are beyond what we have already known for ourselves. And when it's uncertain, when things are unpredictable, when things are unexpected, What happens is it brings a sense of fear, it brings a sense of dread in these uncertain times. Now, let me give you some examples. You know, have you ever noticed that fear rises up inside of us when, unless you're an extrovert and you love this, unless, you know, if you're an introvert like me, fear tends to well up inside of you when you meet new people when you have to go out and do step out beyond your comfort zone and and meet new people. You wonder what they're going to think about you. You wonder what they're going to say. You wonder whether they're going to like you. You know, all those kind of things. You wonder whether you're going to say the right stuff or fall over, especially if the people are very different to yourself. Or maybe this. Maybe fear rises up inside of you when you have to present to the boss an idea, a presentation, you know, your work or whatever it might be, that there's a little knot inside of you that's going, hang on, what happens if I haven't? What if they don't like me? What happens if what I say is no good? Or maybe there's the fear that rises up when, when we have change within our life. You know, when we have to re-establish ourselves, maybe we move house and move suburbs, move state move in a different country and there's a fear inside of us that are we doing the right thing? 
Maybe you've experienced fear rising up inside of you when the uncertain happens and, and what, you know, and I'll let you fill in the blanks for yourselves. It's interesting, research at the moment is saying that a bit over 80% of the world's population actually report that there is some level of fear and anxiety and stress because of our uncertain world, because of global issues, whether it be COVID, whether it be the Ukraine war or effects of climate change, anything that is acting on this large global scale, people have an uncertainty because it's beyond their experience, their born, their understanding. There's an uncertainty and an unexpected part of life Easter morning story is one of the unexpected. It's of an encounter of, of the women coming to the tomb and then later Peter experiencing what they previously have never experienced before. So when we read our Easter story, when we read the message, and we're just going to do it in just a second, we actually have the benefit of hindsight. We know the story. We know what happens. We know that Jesus is raised. We've been saying it already. Spoilers alert, you know, all of that. Um, but we know because we've heard it, we've experienced it, we've read it. But for those coming to the tomb that morning, the women and when they come back and they get Peter and bring him back, when he races back into there, this is their first time. They don't have hindsight to look back on. They don't have the story already laid out for them. So what we need to do is we need to be careful not to place our hindsight, our understanding upon them, but let the story speak to you afresh as though you're experiencing it new again. And as we've been doing throughout all of this preaching series, I want you to actually look with fresh eyes at this passage Use our eyes and ears to hear and see how this passage is speaking to those to help them overcome their fear of an experience that is beyond them at this moment. So let us just dive into the Bible, into Luke chapter 24. as the story of the resurrection. And it goes like this. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance, so they went in. But they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. And as they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. And then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered that he had said this. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene. Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home again, wondering what had happened. See, 
The journey to the cross has been completed. The price has been paid. God has overcome. Death is no longer the end. See, as the women enter the tomb this morning, that morning, I tell you what was not on their mind. Jesus rising up from the dead was not on their mind. They expected to find the body of Jesus there. When Peter ran to the tomb, even though he'd been told that his body was not there, that he'd been risen, why are you looking here? It was beyond his experience. But but let me break it down. Peter, above all, should be better than this, should know more than this. Peter had seen Jesus raise Lazarus, so he knows that this is possible. Peter's heard Jesus talk about how he must die and be raised again on the third day. And even though he'd seen and heard all of this, it was still beyond his experience, beyond his comprehension and understanding. See, the women struggled to understand and they were told. Peter, even though he was told and when I had a look, still struggled to comprehend. And could you imagine there, the women coming in and finding no body, the fear that would rise in them, that what's happened? Being told that he's not here, why are you looking for him? The fear would rise up, maybe somebody's taken him, maybe something's happened. I don't understand. And the same with Peter. So God helps us with three things that help us overcome our fear when we live in a time that is beyond our experience. And the first is this, that God actually works with us where we are. See, Jesus didn't choose people that were the best and the brightest all the time. He chose the everyday person. He picked his disciples from all the walks of life and all the different experiences, you know, And the reality is, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you are or what you've experienced or what's happened in your life. God wants to work with you. God wants to know you. God wants his love for you. And the thing is, when we come to Jesus, when we come to God, that is the perfect place for us. And God will work with us where we're at, and he will move us and lead us to where we should be. I want to share with you from Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, and it says this. It says, Dear friends, you've always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. God is working within you, each and every one of us. This little section from Philippians is helping us understand as as Paul is writing to that church to say, even though I'm not with you, God is there with you, working with you, each and every one of you, making you understand more than you possibly could, giving you more. So God works with you where you are. 
Secondly, God will expand our experiences and expand our understanding for this. See, God, even though he works with us where we are, from where we've come, from all of our works of life, God will expand our experiences to open up more to us than we possibly could ever imagine. See, the women that came to that in that early morning to be at the tomb that morning, they had their experiences expanded by the encounter with, with the angels there. God also expanded their understanding at the same time. And I love the way Luke records this. Early morning encounter with the women. I want you to see how their experiences expanded, but also their understanding. And their understanding is expanded so much that they just cannot do anything but go and tell the disciples and other people that they meet along the way that Jesus has been risen. So let's just go back in and let's hear that just again. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men, uh, then the men, which were the angels there, asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who's alive? Notice what's happening. They've come, they're afraid from what they've seen. They're being encountered by these angels and God is just opening up their minds and opening up their understanding. The men then said, he isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee. Remember. Go and get your understanding fixed up. That the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and that he would, be, he would rise again on the third day. So they go, hear the angels telling the women, this experience you're having, this is the reason is not, God is not only opening their experience but opening their understanding. And then they remembered that he had said this. And so they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. See, as their experience was expanded, as their understanding was expanded of their experience with God, they could do nothing but run back and tell others. And this is the same for us. As God works with us, where we're at, he expands our experiences and he expands our understanding. And we come to a point where we can do nothing but tell others about the good news of Christ. And what will God do? God will open us up even more. God will open more to us in this moment. So as we experience more and we understand more about God and about Jesus, our faith increases and the saving grace of Jesus will open more to us. Jesus came and he wanted us to experience life more than this more than what we are living at the moment. Our overarching theme and our overarching message has come being crafted because of what Jesus said in John's Gospel. In John chapter 10, verse 10, and we'll put it up on the screen, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill and destroy, but my, this is what Jesus is saying, my purpose 
is to give them a rich and satisfying life, give a life in abundance, give life beyond everything. See, see God opens our lives up to experience more than we could possibly have. God gives us more and God wants us to understand more. See, God opens up eternal life to us through Jesus, through what he's done on the cross and through his resurrection this Easter morning. God opens up and restores our relationship with himself through the action of Jesus. God moves us past merely the words in the Bible to opening up our hearts and having the words work within us and within our lives. So as we've been journeying to the cross, we find ourselves experiencing cross with Jesus. And now we experience the resurrection and celebration of life and life everlasting with our Lord and Saviour. May God's love be with you all on this Easter day. So let us just pray. Oh, gracious, loving God, you challenge us, you open us up. You encourage us and you help us overcome the fears that were in our lives and especially the fears of those experiences we cannot comprehend and don't understand at this moment. Help us to be bold, help us to be brave, help us to have a life in abundance because we have life with you, oh God. Oh, gracious, loving God, we just ask that we may give our lives to you. May we come and know your love for our lives. We just pray this in your holy name. Amen.